to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. And uh, today we're going to talk about sleep. Uh, <laughs> Vink's got her squeaker in the background, so Team Chaos continues to be chaotic. Doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, our cocktail of the week is the Getaway, which is a cocktail that was invented by our friend Derek Brown, who owns a bunch of really good bars here in D.C., and uh, you probably don't have the stuff for the getaway, but it's worth getting. You need Cruisin' Blackstrap Rum, which is uh, kind of like molasses-y tasting. It's black rum. It's delicious. And you need Chinar, it, that's spelled C-Y-N-A-R, which is an artichoke liqueur, which you're going to think is crazy. And it doesn't taste at all like artichokes, but it's kind of a bitter, digestif, Italian-style thing in the nature of campari yeah not as sweet as campari but it's kind of like that if you imagine campari but like dark brown that's about what it tastes like it's a yeah some people do drink it by itself but it actually works really well in the cocktail i can see that people drink jägermeister by itself people like you (laughs) yeah it's delicious uh so for a getaway you need basically an ounce of blackstrap rum an ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of simple syrup, and half an ounce of chinar. You can double that or increase it. It's basically like one part of the first two things and half a part of the second two things. Shake it up real good and then strain it into a glass. And it's really good. It's kind of like tangy because it's got a bunch of lemon juice. But there's some sweetness, but the bitterness offsets it. And it's just wonderful. It's so good. Uh, so, if you are trying to stock a creative liquor cabinet, Chinar is used in a bunch of cocktails, actually. It's good to have. And the Cruisin' Blackstrap Rum also would make a good dark and stormy, actually, if you wanted a variation. We might, but we have so much Gosling's rum that we, <laughs> we never have so have much rum. That. Yeah. We also just bought a new bottle of Papa's Pilar Blonde Rum, yeah. which is made in Key West. So, we were just in Key West, as you guys know, from watching the snaps and uh they had a bottle of it like in the mini bar in our hotel room so like 40 bucks for the whole like regular sized bottle of this rum i just bought it at the liquor store it was 33 bucks so it wasn't that much more expensive in the hotel and we drank like two-thirds of that bottle in the five days yeah not completely evenly split uh no i gr mom is uh, lightweight compared to gr dad you were that night. Yeah, and uh, it is so fantastically good. And we just drank it, like, in a glass by itself. It was delicious. And so we got home, and I was like, we must have another bottle of that. And uh, so I got one of those. So there you go. There's a whole bunch about liquor. And I think the Pilar rum tasted the best in Key West, of course. But it still tastes pretty good here. It tastes really good. I had some yesterday. You weren't Actually, here. But everything tastes good. real good in Key West. Everything tastes better in Key West. That's probably true. Um, Except your key lime pies. I make kick-ass key lime pie. Oh. We have some in the fridge right now. Did so you forget? So good. Oh, no, no. I'm aware. <laughs> I I got to say, like, I mean, I can make a lot of stuff, and I like the stuff that I make, though I generally like going out and having food that professionals make better. But my key lime pie is still my favorite key lime pie. Mine, too. I'm so. not just saying that because she's sitting next to me. Although yeah. I am saying it because she's sitting next to me. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, if you want to make GR Mom's key lime pie, uh, the recipe is floating around. I can actually, if you go and download the Golden Ratio cookbook, which I've made available for free, the ebook, 
um, you can have it. The recipe's in there. And the key part of it is the crust, which I make from scratch. It's like a graham cracker crust. And uh, if you make that crust from scratch, everybody's going to love you. Brought queso back from the dead. It is the thing that got queso to eat after her foreign object incident was pieces of the crust from the key lime pie. GR dad started feeding her and that inflated the appetite where she started eating. Making me tear up just thinking about it. Magic it pie crust. Big moment in queso's life and in pie history. <laughs> oh, <laughs> awesome. All right, so there we go. Liquor and pie. We don't even need to talk about sleep. You just have oh. a bunch of liquor and some pie, and then you're ready for bed. Oh. <laughs> I'm in Homer Simpson heaven right now. Pie. Mm, pie. Oh. There may be pie before the podcast is over. Hey, hey, hey. Um, yeah, so we thought we would just kind of talk about sleeping with the girls and their sleeping habits and our sleeping habits and all of that stuff. Uh, just kind of random sleep topics. Yeah. Should we start with sleeping in the bed? We get a lot of questions about that. We do we, sleep in a bed. We do sleep <laughs> in a bed. Uh, and then there is an arbitrary number of dogs, between one and four dogs in the bed. I mean, they'll fill the available space and then exceed it. If you like, yeah. get up for a second, there's chances are you come back, there's one or two dogs kind of looking at you from your spot going, what? Yeah. <laughs> this is comfy. I l this is a good spot. Thanks for warming yeah. it up for me. And it won't be Vink because she likes to be boosted, but it could easily be Jasmine or Schmeagle or Hopper. Yeah, so Vink, Vink is completely capable, when excited, of getting up on our bed. And we, we have our bed's pretty low. We have video evidence of her jumping up there. Mm-hmm, all the time. But she doesn't like to jump up there. So what she does is she puts her front legs up there, and then she gets as much of her chest and tum up there as she can, and then she kind of looks at you. And Excitedly she, and expectantly. Boost me! Boost me! <laughs> she, like, really needs to be boosted. Like, even when we say it now, she's like, whoa, am I going to get a boost? Like, she's laying on the floor, but she's like, ooh, boost me! Boost me is my favorite time. <laughs> and so, like, I'll come in, and Jared usually goes to bed a little before me, and uh, so I'll come in, and Frank's like, oh, it's time, and... <laughs> So Jir Dad's on his side, and Vink puts her little legs up there, and I boost her, and she goes right to my pillow and lays her whole fluffy, sheddy self down onto my pillow. Yeah, and then just snuggles in. She's fine there. Yeah. yeah. And she looks at you. Yeah, she's like, what? <laughs> this is my spot. Um, but, yeah, she usually moves. So, uh, you know, I'll usually boost her up there, and then I take a shower before bed, come to bed. Sometimes she has moved, but she's pretty good if I'm like, all right, Vink, it's time to go. She gets down and she's got a bed in the bedroom that she likes to sleep on. Um, well, which is good because if you wait too long and like fall asleep, she gets restless after a while and like starts like sitting up and panting. And yeah, she wants to get down. She also won't jump down by herself. Correct. And so she needs to get lowered down. And so, yeah, I try to get her down there before I go to sleep. But if I don't, she gets tired of being on the bed in about 15 minutes, which is just enough time. Oh just about fall asleep and then she starts making noises like she needs to get down and then i need to get out of bed and pick her up and we have to make the sound effect Nyom! when i pick her, <laughs> pick her up and bring her down and put her on her bed Nyom! and she likes that you kind of fling her at her bed Nyom! Nyom! and uh yeah so it's better to get her off the bed because she doesn't like to sleep up there all night but vank has sore elbows so she gets a lot of slack i mean that's you know we believe that it is 
it does, it is uncomfortable or hurts her when she jumps up and down, especially down. That's all on her elbows. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then Hobbs, she'll sleep in the bed like if you know once you go to work and I'm still in bed, she'll come up and join me up there. But she doesn't really spend the night in the bed. But what she does like to do is sleep literally on top of Gr Dad. Like when he goes to bed before me, she's like, "Ooh, it's my alone time with Gr Dad." <laughs> <laughs> it is a little naughty. Hobbs. It's it's uh she's got issues, man. So she gets up there. So I lie on my back and. I mean, I can make her do it, or she just does it by herself. But if I like pat my chest, she yeah, comes over. Yeah, rarely necessary. She comes over, puts both paws on my chest, puts her head like right in front of my head, facing my head. Occasionally, will lick my face, but maybe just sit there. Yeah, <laughs> looking and at me. Sometimes she has her hips on the bed. Sometimes she's a hundred percent on top of you, like all of her weight is on you. Yeah. Yeah, and she just thinks that's the best. She's like full body contact. So uncomfortable. There's elbows and chest and face. I mean, it's just Poking your soft it's parts. It's great for her. It's terrible for me. Yeah, uh, but she, she'll she get down before like the real sleeping happens. She, gets, she heats up and, and, and will leave, but man, it's it can take 10 or 15 long minutes. <laughs> and then uh, Maggie and Jasmine are kind of up and down. Jasmine often will spend the whole night in the bed with me. She, I usually sleep on my side, and she likes to sleep kind of curled up in the little bend of my knees. But even if I'm on my back, like, she'll rest her head, rest her chin on my hips. Like, she's a very snuggly bed sleeper. She's good. Yeah, so she'll stay up there all night. Schmeagle really likes to snuggle. Schmeagle loves to snuggle, though she doesn't, she usually doesn't spend the whole night in the bed. No. She, like, active cuddling is what she likes to do. Yep. Um, so she'll sometimes be up there when we're going to sleep and she'll sleep a bit up there, but she likes to kind of sleep by herself on the floor. Jasmine in the mornings will get this sort of lick attack where she just like licks my face <laughs> and my hands and my arm and my neck. And it, you know, I'm awake at that point. Yeah, but I'm often not. So it'll be like 6.15 and I wake up to just like lick, lick, lick. And I'll be like, the licking needs to be taken out of the bed. <laughs> I need to continue sleeping. And this licking is waking me up. Yeah. So we usually, you know, vacate the bed at yeah. that point. But she, she'll, and then she'll come back up. Like once you go to work, she comes back to bed with me. And sometimes Maggie too. Yeah. Uh, she'll come back and have like late morning that's quality sleeps. time then for you it's real yeah. good yeah hops too sometimes after you go to work she'll come and kind of rest in the bed but i'm usually not in bed for more than like an hour after you've left so bank only comes up to play oh yeah she doesn't care uh and so that's four of them queso cannot make it up the stairs and uh and i think she's fine with that she doesn't seem lonely down here but she doesn't sleep with us upstairs in the bedroom so so yeah, most nights, like if I get up in the middle of the night, just like to go to the bathroom, uh, you have to be extremely careful because <laughs> there's a dog everywhere. Uh, so I'll get out of the bed and I, I sleep on the side of the bed closest to the bedroom door. So GR dad has an extra gauntlet because he has to go around the bed to get out. Um, but I get up and usually Maggie, sometimes Jasmine, if she's not in the bed, she'll be on the floor right next to the bed. Otherwise, Maggie is there. Maggie likes to be right in the doorway. This I was going to say, her new spot is like filling the doorway from the bedroom. And she fills the whole thing. <laughs> and, and so like in the dark, right, you're like 90% asleep trying to like not fall over and step over her. And then Hopper either is sleeping right at the top of the stairs, which is just outside the bedroom door. So you yeah. barely clear Maggie and then there's Hops. Or 
hops will just sleep in the bathroom with her head hanging out the door. Now, I need to explain our bathroom because we don't have many bathroom snaps. The bathroom upstairs, so we have two bathrooms, one on the second floor and one in the basement. And the basement is just like a guest one, so we just really have the one upstairs. And it's, if you stand in the middle, if I stand in the middle and stretch my arms out, I can touch all four walls from the middle. It's maybe, it's not even six by six. It's the, the bathtub is the entire one wall. Yeah, and it's a there's, little bathtub. There's no floor on either end of the bathtub or on one side. The bathtub is the wall. Yeah, and it's like almost half the size of the bathroom. We've been in many hotels with bigger bathrooms. Every hotel has a bigger bathroom. <laughs> yeah, even a Motel 6 has a bigger bathroom. Absolutely. This is the joy of having a post-war Cape Cod house. It's adorable, but everything's extremely tiny. It's like people did not go to the bathroom in the 1930s. I don't know how they fit in there. And uh, yeah, in fact, I renovated the bathroom because it was all, it was kind of ratchet. Everything in the house was kind of falling apart when I bought it. And uh, when I renovated it, I actually had them cut the bathroom door in half and then put hinges on either side. So now it opens kind of like a French door uh, with two skinny doors because it would swing in before and then that took up all the space. That took up the full space of the bathroom. Yeah, or if there's a dog in there, you couldn't open the door. Yeah, that's true. So so we have a very tiny bathroom. I mean, the floor space... Now, all right, so excluding the tub, the floor space is probably three feet by five feet and the toilet and the sink are in that spot, right? So there's very little floor space. You can kind of stand there and turn around and that's it. You can out take a step across our bathroom. <laughs> and so Hops is laying against the wall with her head hanging out of the door. And then Vink, most of the time she's not in her bed, she's also in the bathroom and she wedges herself like behind the toilet. So she's got her bath back against the tub and her head like between the toilet and the wall. And so literally there's like- She's like wrapped around the, the toilet. Yeah. Really wrapped around. Because when she was a puppy, she used to sleep between the toilet and the wall, and now she doesn't fit there. Uh, and so a lot of times, like, if they're both in there, which I would say is half the time, they're both in there. They in the end up in there in, at night somehow, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's six square inches in the middle of the floor that does not have dog in it, and that's where you can stand, and then you have to kind of, like, try to get, you know, onto the toilet if you're going to pee in the middle of the night. It's, it requires some acrobatics, which is difficult, especially when you're sleepy. Yeah, I feel like a gymnast sometimes. And it's like if you've run a marathon or something and you're sore anyway, it's super difficult. And there are dogs, I mean, two dogs, but there is dog everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those like post-marathon, post-ultra days for me. Oh, my God. It's like I can like barely lift my legs up here, guys. Like, could you move? And they're like, hi, this is where we live. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst is when you're navigating all the dogs in the dark at night half asleep and then one of them raises their head oh yeah oh i'm gonna get up now <laughs> oh me i kicked you in the head sorry this definitely happens uh so yeah so that's sort of sleeping positions in the house and then sleeping activities uh it's interesting so some of you are asking questions like we blew everybody's mind on the snaps this week so GR Dad and I have been married for four years. Yep. We've been together for seven years. And we met as like full on grown ups, uh, had had careers for a while. And uh, so we both owned our houses when we met, 
And so when we got married, uh, we kept our houses. And so we mostly live in my house, the house that I had before. Uh, but GR dad still has a house and he has a daughter. And when they get their time together, they go to his house. And, uh, and that's, that's, where, that's where Buttercup lives. That's where Buttercup lives. So she, Buttercup lives with the daughter. She's not in the house by herself when GR dad's not there. Um, but yeah, when GR dad is visiting with his daughter, he also gets to see Buttercup. And, uh, and so that's alternate weekends and then sometimes for longer stretches and then sometimes for nights in the middle of the week. But at least every other weekend, you are down at your house and I am here by myself. And when I'm here by myself, we all basically sleep through the night. Sometimes they'll need to get up and pee at like six in the morning and I'll let them out and go back to bed. The rest of the time when you're here, there's a base level ex excitement among the dogs and we <laughs> consistently get up in the middle of the night. So Vink always needs to pee around 3.30, right? I mean, every morning. I try to let them out because GR dad has to get up a lot earlier than me for work. I really don't have to set an alarm, and so I try to be the one doing the middle of the night getting up. But, uh, yeah, I always let Vink out around 3.30. Sometimes we do hourly trips out in the middle of the night, depending, right, just on their moods. Yeah, I mean, Schmeagel will sometimes be you know walk mm -hmm. up to the side of the bed and pant in your face until you you get up she has needs you know you let her out it is but then everyone slowly wakes up you know you're outside with maggie That's and you hear worst. sort of one dog coming down and then everyone's done you're going back inside and then like the last dog hopper usually comes trotting out and is like now it's my turn Oh, so that's if you're lucky. The whole thing takes 10 to 15 minutes. I mean, sometimes there are some nights, and these are not common, but there are some nights where it's like, okay, so Maggie needs to pee. All right, so I get up. <laughs> I let Maggie out. Anybody else want to come out? Jasmine hey, usually come on out. tromps down. J yeah. Jasmine sometimes will. All right, everybody's done. Go back to bed. Snuggle back into bed. Start falling back to sleep. Oh, then Hops needs to go. All right, so get back up. Take Hops out. No one else is going to come out. Maybe Maggie will come out for a second time. Go get back in bed. Then Vink needs to come out. And so it ends up being like 40 minutes of like, I get five minutes back towards sleep and then someone else decides to go. When they could have just freaking gone when I hit the other one out there, but they don't. Yeah, I've repressed all this, but yes. Yeah. I, and that, we should do a whole thing on Vink is mirfs. Yeah. The mirfing. Oh, man. Vink has figured out that she can get what she can get super attention if she sits there and and wines. Oh, yeah. And she does this. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but she does it in the middle of the night. So it's like 2 a.m. And you hear me. OK, wakes me up. Because like, it can mean it can mean I need to go outside. That's fair. That's a good yeah. communication method. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. 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 If it means that, that's great. But it means that about 20 percent of the time, 80 <laughs> percent of the time, it means I'd like to change positions on my bed. She does not need help changing positions on the bed. She just wants me to get up and watch. So she said, Mirf, Mirf. All right, so I get up, Vink, what is it? And then she kind of stands up and walks over to the other side of the bed, turns around three times, and lays back down. I had to get out of bed for that. I didn't do anything. I didn't help her up. She didn't need anything from me except for me to be like present and observe her changing of positions. I mean, that yeah. happens. Three or four nights it's, every week. If we didn't love them as much as we do, they would it would be absolutely infuriating. And as it is, it's pretty irritating. But you know, they're just goofballs. Mostly oh Vink is such a meatball. Yeah, 
she definitely is. Uh, so yeah, that's sleep habits. Usually we get up a couple times a night. Uh, I'd say it's fair. That's a good night. That's yeah. a decent night. Yeah. yeah. But, but when you're not here, they really, they do sleep better. I think, well, I mean, they know the schedule's different because you, they probably don't know like when you get up, but they know that like GR dad gets up before GR mom. And so. And mean, then it's fun time. I, like Hops wants to tug and Vank wants to run around and. See, I don't know any of this except sometimes Hop gets a ball and it's like 6.15 and I wake up to like a squeaky ball and I just like yell downstairs like, stop with the ball! <laughs> stop the squeaking! And, and you know, Hopper doesn't care. No, but you're good. You put the squeakers away. Sometimes I come down and there's like eight squeaky toys on the mantle because you've like put every squeaker up there because Hops, Hops like gets one. Oh, he took that one away. I'm going to get another one. So you hide them all. Hops is always so disappointed when her super fun toy gets taken away and then you know she gets like a piece of rope (laughs) (laughs) gr mom needs her sleep uh yeah so that's that's kind of like the nightly process uh queso's a really good sleeper so we do sometimes hear her you know get up and start walking around and we'll get up and let her out yeah she's trustworthy yeah she has never had an accident i mean she's really good that dog can like go 12 hours without doing any business outside oh i meant she's trustworthy like if she gets up she needs to go oh yeah if yeah Vink gets up she's just bored half the i mean as you said 20 oh, percent of the time she has to go outside but you never know which 20 percent she's an idiot Vink. uh but yeah if queso's up we'll get up and let her out um but like i said she sleeps downstairs but i was telling uh, where i was talking to a work colleague who is not based here. He's in another university and we had a call this week and he knows about the dogs. And so we finished kind of all the work stuff. He's like, how are the dogs? And so I was telling him about queso and the foreign object. And Mm -hmm. he was like, so, uh, you know, what were the other dogs like? And I was saying, well, you know, when we brought her home and if you watch the snaps, you saw this, like when I brought her home finally from the hospital, like all the dogs, they didn't even pay attention to me. They didn't even care that I was home after a whole day being gone. Like they were right on queso, like sniffing her, welcoming her back. But one thing I think we didn't talk about is, so she sleeps at the bottom of the stairs, the same place that like half the pictures of queso are. Like she really likes that spot at the bottom of the stairs and that's where she sleeps at night. And, uh, and we've told you where all the other dogs sleep, like in these various positions upstairs, except for like the first week or two that queso was home like really until she started eating again and got better if i get up in the middle of the night there was always a dog down here sleeping in front of the front door kind of two feet from queso often vink who doesn't usually sleep downstairs yeah yeah vink is a super empathetic dog like she knows when somebody else human or animal is not feeling good and uh, Vink took a lot of shifts where she would just spend the night sleeping next to Queso. And you saw all of her other protectiveness. But she would sleep down here with Queso. But sometimes Maggie, sometimes Hops, but mostly Vink. And, uh, and basically every night someone was sleeping down here with her until she was kind of feeling better and back to herself, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, you can't train that kind of thing. We had no influence on that. No, it's it just kind of shows you like how super empathetic they are like they really and you know i think queso she's not a dog who needs company but i think they were kind of like all right like this is one of us this is part of the squad and she's not feeling good and so we're gonna have somebody keep and watch the whole time yeah and and i mean i think queso's enjoying being part of the squad more and more i think she's getting yeah. more and more used to having lots of sisters yeah 
it's great actually to mm -hmm. see her blending in and she's she's so happy now and you know just feels good and getting better doing a lot of woofs yeah it's, it's great so I think that's like it for night sleeping. And there, we can talk another half hour about day sleeping, but we'll save that for a future episode. Maybe it will be next week. Maybe it will be in a few weeks when we're thinking about what we should talk about. <laughs> um, but there you go. That is a picture of our night. Somewhat disrupted, but very fluffy. Yes, random episodes of chaos, Vink. And, and if you had to pick a dog to sleep in your house, Vink would probably not be it. No, you'd want Queso. She's the most, yeah. just does her own thing, sedate, doesn't need anything from you, and you won't trip over her in the middle of the night. Yeah, or if you really want snugs, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Not Vink. <laughs> Definitely True. not Vink. Uh, okay, German word of the week. Should we do Schlafen? Sure. Schlafen is to sleep. Schlafwandeln is to walk in your sleep. Oh, using mm -hmm. a sentence, using a good sentence. Als ich meine Frau geheiratet hat, habe ich nicht gewusst, dass sie schlafwandelt. When I married my wife, I didn't know that she slept. She walked in her sleep, yeah. Oh, I'm very proud of myself for translating that. <laughs> very good, very good. Yeah. Uh, I always doubt my German abilities because I have a hard time generating sentences because uh, there's like key bits of vocabulary that I don't have. But I understand a lot more than I can say. So, but I'm still proud of myself whenever I can directly translate. Yes, you're much better than you know. Thanks. Your dad keeps telling me, like, when we're in Germany, and I'm like, God, you know, I feel stupid because, like, I use, like, so much of my personality I express in language, and I feel like I can't do that in German because I don't know these words. He's always just like, if you just have, like, three or four drinks, then you're going to be fine, and no one else is going to care, and you're not going to care. That may be a very German answer to all problems. Yeah, if I had four drinks, I would just be asleep, actually, yeah. which would solve all my problems. Jen has nothing to say because she's asleep. Yeah, most Germans here are considered alcoholics. Yeah, not you, though. You're good. High-functioning. <laughs> You're good. Um, oh, we have a sponsor. Uh, thank you to all of you who have got your audiobooks from Audible, our sponsor for the podcast. If you want to get an audiobook, including all the audiobooks that I shared in the last week from our book challenge, our seven favorite dog books. From sad to thrilly. Yeah. Uh, still can't get GR Dad to read The Art of Racing in the Rain. I don't like ugly crying. You are in good company. There's like uh, at least a dozen people who are like, yep, no way am I reading that book. I'm with GR Dad. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, I'll read a sad book occasionally, but this one's holy moly. No, you just start and you start crying. Uh, anyway, th that does have a the, very good audio. The book pancakes. Book. It's the, the pancakes. pancakes. It is. Uh, uh Art of Raising in the Rain has a good audiobook version, so that's an option. But I think all the books that I listed uh, have audiobook versions. In fact, Finding Gobi, which is about the ultramarathon runner, I listened to that one on the audiobook while I was training for an ultramarathon. So you can get all those from Audible, and you can get your first one for free if you sign up with our sponsorship link, which is audibletrial.com slash thegoldenratio. What were those books with Chet the dog? Yeah, he's uh, so we're recording this podcast before I have finished posting the list. But by the time the po podcast is posted, Chet the dog will be posted on the list. The Chet and Bernie mystery series. Surprisingly excellent. Charming, good mysteries. Brilliant use of limited uh, awareness narrator. 
Yeah. A dog. Yeah. Chet is a great narrator. Uh, and we both listen to that whole series on the audiobook. The so, audiobooks are great. So easy to listen to. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah, get yourself some of those audiobooks. Those especially, like the Chet and Bernie ones, because they're really, like, plot-driven, they've got a really strong story, are great for, like, commutes and road trips and stuff because, you know, you don't get caught up in a bunch of the other stuff. Like, you really get to follow the plot. Yeah, those were ones where after I'd listened to a few of them on long drives, you'd start thinking of it as something you experienced yourself. So I started, like, thinking, what would Chet say about this? It was weird. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we did one road trip. Remember us in like some weird car somewhere? Yeah. We probably had rented it and we're listening on my yeah. my phone. Um, yeah, those are great audiobooks. So Audible, who's our sponsor, and uh, we they give us a really generous amount of money when you guys sign up with them. So audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio. Get yourself a free audiobook. Help support the Waffle Fund and the podcast and the future pool for Hopper Fund. Um, free books and get free books so yeah and I think that's it I hope you all sleep well tonight and uh, and you don't have any vink like disruptions in your evening yeah the price you pay for some snuggles is disrupted sleep yeah it's a it's worth paying especially because vink is so cute in other ways she's adorable she's my baby (laughs) she's your baby Sleep well, everybody. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.